you are now listening to Hint of Lemon. Hey, welcome to Hint of Lemon. So today, our guest is one of those inspirational people in my life who definitely stays true to her word, but ultimately never backs down. So whether it's really excelling in school or in her personal life, her resiliency is one of those things that I really admire the most. So on top of that, she lives life to the fullest, stays true to herself. That's very joyous and bubbly personality. And she's always down for any new adventure. So I want to introduce you guys to Dorothy, a.k.a. Little D, a.k.a. (laughs) Gina Cho. What's up? Gina Cho. Gina Cho. Hello. 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 (laughs) Welcome, Dorothy. How are you feeling? I'm good. Good. This is exciting. (laughs) Is this weird? This is a weird platform, I feel like, just to... uh... It is different, but no, it's super cool what you're doing. Thank you. Just to start it off, do you have any social media that you'd like to share? I know you have an Etsy's. I got an Etsy account. I'm not a full time entrepreneur, so That's orders okay. might take like still worth a checking month. out. Yeah, uh, what's the name of it so people can check it out? It's called Dotty Design Crafts. D O T T I D I S I G N C R A F T S. Dotty Designs. Dotty Designs. Perfect. I know. Part of me is like, should I rename it? Too <laughs> yeah, late. You gotta be proud of it. It's too late. No, you're good. Oh, my IG is Dorothy Alcaferis. Alpaca. Alpaca. <laughs> Alpaca, for short. Well, we were talking before this, but how's the pandemic? Because I know you just got recently married. So, congratulations to you and Jordan, by the way. Thank you. How's everything? I know it's been rough because uh, I know we caught up a couple weeks ago, but you know, how's how's um, everything overall? You know, the pandemic, it is busy. You would think hospitals would want to like slow down, but yeah. honestly, it is, you know, it's the push to keep making money. <laughs> I mean, you've been working full-time, right? Full-time, honestly, nonstop. Yeah. And I mean, I think my field of nursing, there is like a big need and yeah. they've been offering a bunch of sign-on bonuses everywhere. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's, you guys are literally spread thin. So you're a nurse. My sister's a nurse too. And it's crazy because it's like every day is a challenge because you know it's already a challenge to begin with but with covid at the same time everything's just more confusing oh yeah and we were talking about it like even management is even crazier yeah it's confusing and uh, you know exposures put us out a whole bunch of staff for like 2 weeks and then the staff that is there is stretched super thin yeah no <laughs> Well, shout out to all the health, <laughs> essential healthcare workers. All the healthcare peeps. We appreciate you guys. With your limited time, because I know off of work, you still make time to have fun and spend as much time with family. Has this pandemic allowed you to make more time to like explore new hobbies or opportunities? Um, You know, honestly, this pandemic, it's, you know, I always enjoyed making plans with friends, yeah. doing things. But now I feel like I've become like a homebody, but I just have learned to honestly, like I've never taken so much time to just focus on myself and Mm -hmm. like just do things that I want to do. I've always had my cricket, but have I actually had time to like (laughs) do it? No. So (laughs) I've just learned more about doing the whole cricket gig, watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos. And especially learning how to cook more because (laughs) Jordan and I like love to eat out all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of like strains that option for sure. What's your, uh, what's your go-to meal to make? Mm -hmm. What's your specialty? I feel like you got to have one at least. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Every weekend I make like a fried rice. (laughs) Oh, okay. What do you, what do you put in there? Okay. Spam. Duh. You don't need to give every secret, but you know. And then... (laughs) Spam uh-huh. and then some corn. Okay. Oh, okay. Mexican corn, feel. Onion. And yeah. then uh, I make 
Tocino on the side. Ooh. I know. So good. Is it? Hold on, hold on. I need to judge you on this first. Is it the Tocino <laughs> oh, that's no. like burnt a little bit where it's like cancerous and dark and burnt? <laughs> or is it like not half cooked, but you know what I mean? Like pale it, still and you're like, oh, oh, I don't know, man. No, it's gotta be burnt. Burnt. So it's like it has that sticky consistency, the syrupy. Burnt. Okay. okay. Carcinogens. <laughs> oh, that's what I like. That's what I like. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Big shout out to Seafood City because I know <laughs> oh my they gosh. have the best Tocino that's frozen, I feel like. It is. Yeah. And it's like not far of a drive. And it's like <laughs> I go there every week. No, that's the spot for sure. So I've known you for, I don't know, how long? Since kindergarten? Since kindergarten. 23, 24 years. Jesus Christ. That's so long. That's pretty that's fucking long. <laughs> yeah so you're definitely like one of my sisters growing up because it's like everyone from grade school we're pretty close with still mm -hmm. so it's always a treat when we're all together because i always look back and like man when we were just like little shits we were uh <laughs> like how annoying were we pretty sure we got on everyone's nerves especially our <laughs> class but uh <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, so how how do you remember the first time we met or earliest memories? Oh my gosh. You can have funny memories, whichever. Take your pick. Honestly, I just remember like we would play basketball mm. when we were like younger. Yeah. And then just like playing video games all the time together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like at Michael's house. That's what I'm saying. Like Michael's house is like where we all, we all grew up in Michael's house a lot, like throughout grade school, but most especially like high school. I feel like yeah, like every Fourth of July was there. Yeah, we would just like hang out there and play like Mario Party all the time. <laughs> yeah, we just drink beer and play Mario Party. It's pretty chill. Yeah, super chill. Yeah. Let's see. My funniest. <laughs> let's just go with a funny memory. Just generally, I feel like when you're when we're all hanging out, like you're there, I'm there, and like the whole crew is there, like the, the Asian grading, the Asian table. The Asian table. <laughs> Even like to today, like it's just, it's always like a fun time because we're always cracking up and like making random jokes. <laughs> My favorite memory is always giving Dorothy a hard time about being Gina Cho. So <laughs> the story behind that, just in case someone has overheard it, because I'm sure they have. I call her Gina because we had a classmate back then. I don't think she'll ever fucking hear this, but whatever. I don't um, think so either. She know. had like hardcore uh, bangs and she was like hardcore Korean. And I remember she was like one of those really mean. I'm not even going to say Korean. She's just a mean girl where I remember I, I think I got in trouble for pulling out her chair and then she snapped back at me. I was like, I'm going to burn you in fire. <laughs> and ever since then, like, I associated, like, Gina with Dorothy because they both had a similar haircut and would get mixed up with each other sometimes. All the time. <laughs> so just to poke fun at Dorothy, I'd call her Gina. And uh, it kind of stuck. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I remember one time in gym class. I don't know what we were doing. Uh -huh. PE, and we were, like, running. And my parents just gave me, like, a horrible bowl cut. And <laughs> <laughs> I had my ponytail up, and there was, like, barely any hair. And oh then you were, like, you look like Johnny Tsunami or something. <laughs> and I was, God. like... I was like, my mom gave me a well, bad I'm so sorry. My I was an asshole, especially back then. <laughs> I did not have a filter, so I apologize. I was like, wow, this is the <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, on top of that, you had, pretty sure it was that same year then, you had that picture on the little <laughs> bookmark, like when we had bookmark pictures. Yes. Yeah, so oh that's why. Did they do that these days? I don't think so, but that's why... Uh, I, I always remember Dorothy's bookmark picture, especially. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure my parents put me in a kimono that year. Oh, <laughs> no, that, that was probably like big on like when Mulan came out, probably. So <sighs> that, that might have fed to it. God. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, like just especially those memories, I feel like we always had just a really lighthearted friendship, especially because, you know, we're all in yeah. the same group of friends. And I think just being around you, especially, it was just really cool to see you grow as a person through school, mm -hmm. but most especially through a career kind of leaning into that. So one of the main reasons why I invited Dorothy here is that 
I've just seen her excel again beyond what others may have initially expected of her. And I think it's funny because right off the bat, like you just come off as a very bubbly and uplifting, like joyous person when around people. But I know there's a different side of you, like a really laser focused type. I like to think of like when you're just so focused on a goal, like you're always resilient when it comes to achieving your goals, especially. So you always keep your eyes on the prize, which I like to see you as. So it's just very inspiring to see that. But just aside from excelling academically, I feel like you always strove to go the extra mile because yourself as a person just to grow, but to build up to the next opportunity. Because I, I do remember you becoming a nurse has always been one of your, your goals or your dreams. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's because you're part of your mom being a nurse as well. So I'm assuming that's one of your big role models, but we can touch base on that later. But mm -hmm. so kind of thinking about that, just being part of student government back in high school was a big thing for you to <laughs> working countless jobs, like shout out to Sushi yeah. Land, man. Like I remember yeah. like, you took really... I hook up everyone at Sushi <laughs> Land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like shit like that. Like, But the thing is that you always had that grind after school, which made me think like, man, maybe I should be doing shit like that. But I was just kind of lazy back in the day. But just being able to see you do that and, you know, essentially make it is really crazy to me because, you know, today you have a very successful career as a peds OR nurse. Mm -hmm. I think it just amazes me how you're basically a living testament to like the saying that hard work actually pays off. But most importantly, one thing to note is just that you make it look so effortless, especially when you make the grind and struggle look very effortless. Just to clarify, that's a compliment. <laughs> I was like, it didn't feel effortless at times. No, that's what I'm saying. It's a compliment because it's like I've seen firsthand just like how hard it's been and how much time and dedication you've put into your craft. Because mm -hmm. I remember like you would we would drop you off for volunteering, which is so funny because I used to carpool with you. And <laughs> right after school where I'm like, fuck, I'm exhausted. Like you're exhausted too. But it's like, no, nope, I'm going to volunteer just to prepare for for nursing mm -hmm. and this is like high school time or even like oh, middle school yeah. or whatever yeah i don't even remember but it's things like that just comes to show like the biggest thing that's inspirational to me is just how you make the effort to do that but also have that balance of having balance amongst other parts of your life and you always spend time with your family and friends so it's things like that where i'm like whoa I definitely need to record with you and kind of pick at you and kind of see like, where does that all come from? So if mm -hmm. anything, it's very inspiring. And then to top it off, I think it's really great that you've also made the the next step to pursue a master's program. So congrats to that. Yay. That's one of those things where it's like, man, I already, I thought you had a good, but it's like, whoa, you're, you really <laughs> continue to challenge yourself, which is something that a lot of people can take away, especially from your life, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So much respect to you. And yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So again, that was a lot to take in, but let's kind of take it back to when you were like, tell me about your upbringing. You were born in the Philippines, yeah? Before mm -hmm. you moved here. Yeah. Cause I, I remember. Um, okay, so my dad was already here, but in Alaska, and he worked for like two years in the canneries, and he would send money to my mom in the Philippines just to like petition us and get us over here. And so I came here when I was two, and it's crazy because I actually never met my dad until then. Mm. <laughs> so then after a few years... I lived in this big house with like all my aunts and uncles, my mm. grandma. And, um, you know, I thought it was totally normal when I was a kid. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is great. I get to play with my cousin all the time. Yeah. And then my dad got a job and he was doing well, but my mom was struggling on trying to find a job here and there. So her first job was Mickey D's, everybody. I think I remember pictures of that. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, and my, parents and I we lived in this like small one bedroom apartment and you know I saw I saw my parents work 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 really hard yeah um I think that was like you know just looking back at it I'm just like man like my parents fucking grinded to like yeah. give me like a normal life and you know my mom was like you need to go you need to get like the best education and we're going to send you to a private school. And, and then I was like, I don't know what that is, but right. sure. 
you just kind of went along with it. Yeah, as a kid, it's just went along with it. It's just everything is normal, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know, my my mom and dad worked like at one point they were both working like two jobs. Yeah. And then um, my mom she ended up losing one of her jobs. Like oh, she worked at Costco. Mm-hmm. She was making the fire pizzas, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so then my mom knew that she needed to like either get some job in like a hospital or go back to school get a degree because she never finished college and so my mom took me to her college classes when i was a kid because she didn't have a babysitter and so she got her ma and she started working at like a clinic and all that and then she ended up like realizing she didn't like to talk to people (laughs) (laughs) and so she was like maybe i become an ma or do something in the hospital just to get my foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just seeing my parents, like, work so hard. And, you know, growing up, you know, I, to be honest, I took it for granted because, you know, it's like, oh, I can't do what I want to do with my friends. Or, like, because I couldn't drive at the time because right, <laughs> right. my parents were working. And so my parents were just, like, I think I got into this big fight with my mom one time because I wanted her to drop me off to Alki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, like, all my friends are having a bonfire and it's summer. And <laughs> <laughs> and then my and then I was, like, you can never let me do what I want to do. Right, right. And then my mom was, like, I work hard and I've been doing this for you and you know, I've been trying to give you a life that you want yeah. or you, know, you deserve and an education. So don't take it for granted. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's so real. Um, Kind of yeah. sorry, just kind of going over what you already talked about. I think it's just crazy how I wouldn't say it's a classic like immigrant Filipino American immigrant story. But it's mm-hmm. so interesting because like, I always think of like my sister and my parents, like that's very similar to how she grew up. Like mm-hmm. we grew up in the same kind of mixed household and it's like, it doesn't phase you how different it is. But at the same time, like that's definitely helped you and shaped you to, you know, who you are today. So take it for what it is. But yeah, okay. on top of that, like being Filipino American, just having that focus on education, because of course our parents want the best for us, but Mm-hmm. it's it's interesting how she made that very clear to you and was that high school by then oh yeah that was high school and yeah. you know she would always like if I didn't get an A in grade school yeah. she'd like threaten to send me to like a boarding school in the Philippines yeah <laughs> and I was like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean honestly like my mom she like always taught me that like nothing's ever handed to you yeah. like to like work for what you have and so I honestly think that's that's where it where it all came from and I saw my mom work hard and literally she came to America with like nothing and has made like you know a good career at where she's at and just I tell her that she shouldn't work as much like my mom worked like throughout like grade school she would work Monday through Friday like 16 hour shifts it was insane yeah so no but being able to see that and one thing is like you have to make the sacrifices and those were the cards that she dealt with and mm-hmm. just being able to see how all of that turned out it's it's crazy to say like i'm kind of jumping ahead but like it's crazy to see how like life pans out because it's like you take those little moments and then it's like all the sacrifice eventually is worth it and you know i'm sure she's very proud of you so again that's jumping ahead yeah. well kind of going back to from childhood did you always feel like you were inclined to being a nurse Um, because I know your mom was a big part of that but Mm -hmm. um, I guess other portions of becoming a nurse just requires you know things such as being patient with people being not necessarily being a people person but being Mm -hmm. able to manage different kinds of personalities I guess it's the best way to put it so kind of taking that idea of just wanting to be a nurse take me through the process of that from you know, grade school, high school, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, being Filipino, they instill in you, like, you have to be a nurse. It's the only thing you could do. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the joke of you're either a nurse or you're a mailman. Like, that's (laughs) the stereotype, but it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Or you're like an engineer or something. Yeah, yeah. Something equivalent. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. But, no, I, so, yeah, my mom was just like, like, you know, 
you need to be a nurse. You'll make big money. And, you know, Filipinos and the money, you know, right. they, they, they just want you to like have a good career and it's stable and you'll have a good income. Like, I mean, it's, it's interesting when they say that, but the focus is so much on money where it's like, but I want to be happy, but, but I want to be happy yeah, or I right. want to help people. It's not, right. it's like about money. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so I was like, I like, I'm a people person. Yeah. I like to do things for people. And so I was like, you know what? It's not like the t- idea of it was totally like, I could do that. Yeah. But, you know, volunteering, like, it was, I mean, I had really simple interactions with like patients when I volunteered. Sure. I just, but that's still like, a lot of experience, though. If you, you, yeah. you got to give yourself credit still. But yeah. 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 And so. I, the way I felt about going through nursing school, it was like, you know, I don't know how to take care of these people, but, you know, there's something inside of me that, you know, I want to learn more about them or, you know, and it's like going through it, like, it was just nice to, you know, just even have like conversations with people in the hospital. And Mm -hmm. I think that's like one of the main things I was like, everyone is their own person and you know, it's just nice to like, I don't know, learn about people right. and what their story is. But um, yeah. So kind of taking that, how would you describe yourself as a kid that kind of fit that mold? Because I, I feel like at a certain point, you I'm sure you've kind of considered other jobs other than that. But like I said, I feel like once you're set on the nursing thing, because I not that we talked about it as kids, but mm-hmm. I think it's just crazy how, at least my interactions with you, like you were so set on that. And I remember hearing it as a kid, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't think much of it. But as time yeah. went on and, you know, we got older, you know, the pressure of figuring out what you want to do, not necessarily for the rest of your life, but mm-hmm. what we want to focus our time on, like yours was definitely nursing. So how would you... You know what's crazy? Like your sister trying to get into nursing school. Yeah. She was like one of my big role models. Yeah. I was like, it's like your sis has got it together. Yeah. And <laughs> I like was like, you know what? Like I want to be, I want to, I want to be like that. And I want to be like, I think, I guess, I guess I just always wanted to, you know, make a difference. And yeah. Even if it's just something so small, and I've I've learned that even if it's nothing, it could be something super big to someone else. And so I think just taking like those small moments, like as a volunteer, just really like showed me like I could I could make a difference in someone's life, and or not. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what was like. You know what? I think I could enjoy doing this, and if it's a career, like. I, you know, I don't, like, I don't want to, like, be unhappy every day. Right. And that was the thing. (laughs) And I told my mom that I did want to, like, pursue, like, a writing, like, career or something. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, "Uh, that doesn't make money. And I was like, all right, I'll just do it as a hobby. (laughs) Right. Yeah, let's kind of dive into that. Like, what's your perception now of... Well, just to give background, like I, I remember that being such a big battle in my head, you know, as especially as college went on, you just kind of feel that pressure of having to figure out what you want to do. And it's sad because, you know, money does make the world go round. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to get paid and support yourself, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I guess my question and yeah, that was just a battle for me because, you know, there's like I enjoy the creative side of things, you know. I I like things such as like video production and whatever. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, like I ended up in psychology because it's like I saw myself eventually being in a medical field or something mm-hmm. around that because you know that is stable. And especially coming from a Filipino household, it's like that's one of the one of the things that they kind of instill in you, like like work in the medical field, be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the easy, the simple answer because. Theoretically, like we have a lot of Filipino family who's mm-hmm. who's a nurse, so it's it, <laughs> yeah. it, it only makes sense <laughs> to keep passing it on. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I guess my question is, how have you kind of dealt with that, especially because I I'm sure it was more than just that little conversation with your mom being like, "Hey, I think I want to pursue 
um, something within the writing field or something creative like that. But obviously she kind of shut that down. But just to give her credit, though, like that, that's very taboo to our, um, you know, immigrants because it's like. I get it because my parents, your parents, like they lived a totally different life, mm-hmm. um, which is so hard for us to take in because life is so much different here as a Filipino American. Yeah. How would you? How did you kind of deal with that or kind of make sense of it in your head? Like coming from an immigrant family. Well, just more of that idea. I mean, obviously that stuff is just implied, but how did you deal with that? Just being like, okay, maybe I shouldn't pursue writing and just keep going at it go at it with nursing hmm. i don't know <laughs> i mean do you have any outlets uh regarding that like do you feel like you have found ways to express that but you know maybe through a hobby or i don't know maybe maybe through uh <laughs> through patient notes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> through patient notes <laughs> Um, hold on, funny story. It's kind of like okay. you watch Joe Coy, yeah. Yes. It's kind of like Joe Coy, where like there's a nurse, a, a male nurse or radio tech, and he's like, he's like, let me show you to the X-ray, and then he starts like dancing around like Java walkies, <laughs> and it's like, I used to want to be a dancer, but <laughs> it's like, but no, but now I'm, I'm a radio tech, or <laughs> so it's stuff like that where it's like sometimes like we have to be practical, I guess is what I'm kind of getting at and when did you feel like you knew you had to go the practical way because honestly it, it is hard going that that creative route like mm-hmm. i mean that's a real discussion where it's like some people do go that route and you know that does come with them with some hardships and you see that in movies you hear them in real real life stories and it's like unfortunately not everyone can make it either way that's the thing yeah. You can go the practical route too and be like, I'm going to be a nurse. But some people just kind of fall short and then it's like, oh shit. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I will say that freshman year at UW, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like, yeah, I want to be a nurse. I'm going to get into the nursing program. And it was actually very discouraging. Like, <laughs> oh, shit's <laughs> real. Yeah. Just like going to these program sessions to, learn more about how to apply and it's just like they tell you that you probably won't get accepted like your first time and then I had this instructor and she was like yeah let's throw some shade real quick yeah go ahead dude (laughs) she told me to probably think about another (laughs) major and I was like I was like okay well what do you have in mind and I thought she was just going to suggest like biology or some like science, like medical field. And she told me to freaking major into geology. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. And she doesn't even know you either. No, she doesn't know me at all. And I seriously was like, wow. I was like, my my mentor thinks I should study rocks. Like. When this whole time I meet with her, like I tell her I want to do nursing and I was just like, all right. Then I think, I think from there I was just more like, I'm going to prove her wrong. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, and then honestly, I was just like, you know what, if I can't write and make it for a living or whatever, it's like, I've been trying to blog, but, or journal, which is like a nice outlet for me because it's something that I enjoy doing. (laughs) So how have you really dealt with other situations like that, though? I feel like you're kind of downplaying just how uh, nursing school went, especially because I'm sure there's little moments where it's just kind of like, man, what are some, I guess, defining moments I like to put it as where it really continued to kind of take jabs at you and made you question, like, should I continue doing this? Mm. Honestly nursing school was insane (laughs) sure um how so it was just a lot of a lot a lot a lot a lot of studying on top of the required hours of doing clinical and working like a 10-hour shift and then going back to class like the next day or studying for a test after clinical and (laughs) Like, it was a lot of, it was all mental. Like, 
it's like, you know, I have all these things to do and I know I don't have time for it, but I need to like either push myself (laughs) and just get it done. And I would never, I hardly had time for like my own family. Like I'd be like, you know what, like I, I can't go to this thing this weekend or I can't hang out with my friends or, and then, I mean, through it all, I knew that it would be worth it. But in the moment, it was like super hard, like seeing people in college have fun. And and I was just like, is it really worth it what I'm doing? Sure. But I was super young in my cohort and I wasn't even 21. And so everyone would like go (laughs) drinking after a test and stuff. And I'm like, I ain't going to go back home. I'm going to drink at home, but that's okay. I'm going to drink at home. Yeah, and I just felt like, you know, I was like, this sucks. Like, I have no social life when, you know, I love being with my friends and stuff. But that was really hard. Or this one time I was going through CNA school just to get my license in order to apply for nursing schools at the time. Mm -hmm. And... I remember my first day on my clinical, I had this patient who was, he was like actively dying and he had no family, no one to like come visit him except for like maybe his, a small group of church friends that was there. Mm -hmm. Really, I was just like, this shit is so sad. (laughs) And I was like, you don't see it every day, but seeing it once, it kind of just shakes you like, like, dang, this, this is what nursing is. (laughs) But like having to deal with stuff like that, it definitely takes like a few days to get over it. Of course. And, you know, I I can't stand here saying like, I know what that feels because, you know, (laughs) I think it's also funny how let's do this question. So kind of based off that example i'm thinking to myself like what are some misconceptions or some how do you think people have misunderstood what nursing actually is compared to what what it actually what it is um based off your experience because it's moments like that where i mean i'm sure that's real and you know i totally get like that does happen but it's much more different experiencing that firsthand because you're most likely with that person, like couple shifts until, you know, they're discharged or transferred or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of take that and be like, man, if only people knew what I actually had to deal with, like, for example, like that, like, oh, what are yeah. some misconceptions do you think people have versus what it is? Um, I mean, one of the biggest ones is, is like, like, oh, being a nurse is so great because you only work three twelves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, but you don't understand, like, it is a 12-hour shift filled with who knows what. Right. <laughs> it could be, like, a whole day of just, like, running around and, or, you know, you have to go run to an emergency. Or some days it could just be, like, the most chill assignment ever, and you're just like, wow, like, no one died today. Yeah. But which is, I'm sorry, that's just a crazy thing to have the (laughs) mentality of, especially while you're working in healthcare, because it's like, it's actually those extremes where it's like, yeah, no one did die today. Versus Mm -hmm. at a normal job, it's like, no one like miswrote on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Like, there's a a severity. It's like, it's so drastic, especially in your position as a nurse. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing is. I don't know, for me, it might be different for other nurses, but it's really, you try to leave work at work, but, you know, there's some days where it's just not that easy. And honestly, it's like, you take it home and you like dwell on it. (laughs) And then sometimes it honestly leaves me like up all night, just like thinking about it, or I'm either coming home and I just have this huge, like, adrenaline rush from like being at work because something happened yeah it's not it's not a chill three on yeah whole whatever off and i mean it is nice to like be able to like plan right around it yeah but then it's like man i 
work hard, play harder. You know yeah, I, mean? I know. I take my, I was like, my days off. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> doing something. <laughs> yeah, for real. So kind of going back to that example, though, like, how would you kind of deal with just taking work home with you? Because I feel like that's very real just anywhere. But especially mm-hmm. in healthcare, um, as a nurse, it's like, depending on your personality, like, how do you, how do you kind of shut that out or you know kind of cope with it because you know everyone's different I mean for me I (laughs) I do like a quick not a quick I cry on my way home yeah oh that's real yeah (laughs) and you know I it's like I'll talk about it with Jordan just like how I'm feeling yeah but then the ways that I cope with it it's like if you had a hard day at work and you know, you feel like you didn't do your best, but you know, again, no one died and you gave it your hundred percent. Yeah. It's just like, well, that's the best I could do. And then I kind of like, you know, I journal it out. I write how I feel. Yeah. And it kind of just makes me like, look at what my life is like. And, you know, it kind of just reminds me to like, just always count my blessings. Like, whatever is happening to that family at that time, like I'm so grateful for mine and how lucky like we all are, Yeah, you know, just being grateful after something like something happens at a shift, it kind of just recenters me. And it just kind of reminds me like I'm here to like help other people and try to not have it eat myself alive. (laughs) But but I mean, it, it's taken I mean I wasn't definitely like not this way when I was a baby nurse like I was like so overwhelmed and I like had no clue how to like deal with my emotions which is real because I feel like you know some people may hear this um, even if they're like considering nursing school and I think it's just very powerful that you know you are sharing this because some people think like man one little occurrence it's like man I'm done it's like all right well that's for you to figure out, sadly, but it's more of like, let's see how hard you can take like every hit. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like you become numb to it, but it's also powerful that you've kind of at a certain point you had to deal with those emotions and be like, how am I going to better myself? Because it's clearly affecting me like mm-hmm. mentally, but most importantly, most likely physically at a certain point. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> like I'm coming home tired and you know, mm-hmm. physically drain and you're just kind of dreading the next shift. But I think it's yep. just kind of speaking on that, like it's interesting how you have that new perspective, obviously through experience, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they definitely don't, I mean, they teach you like things like that in nursing school, but how you helpful know, is it though? It's I mean, a whole different thing yeah, feeling, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like ways to cope, meditate. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay. what does that mean? How do you, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, how are you going to tailor it to make it your own? And I think it's cool how you've made those things your own, what makes sense in your life. Like even just simply talking to somebody is huge because it's like, man, not that you're there to just unload on somebody, but it's more of like sympathize with me really quick because it, it does suck having to go to a stressful job and then you're unloaded because that's part of your job honestly right yeah like that's just the extra shit that comes along with it mm-hmm. especially working like i did a year of adults mm-hmm. shit how was that man i feel like because you you work in peds now and you know it's it's a little different experience of your interactions i'm sure it's a whole different ball game with peds yeah <laughs> I honestly feel like it has been way more self-rewarding in terms of, you know, the patient population that you're taking care of. Kids are so, so resilient and they actually are so inspiring. And it just, you know, being able to help a child who's, you know, never had like a sense of childhood because... They've been born with whatever they have. Right. It's really inspiring seeing them act like a kid, act like nothing's wrong, and you know, um, totally different with adults. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's really inspiring to see like see them like you know want to like do things to 
get better or to just go back out and play and all that stuff. I think it's interesting too, you know, obviously I'm kind of just in my mind kind of thinking of how it'd be as a nurse, but I think it's also cool how you kind of get each patient for like who they are and where they are at their, at that specific point of their life. And you just kind of play that big role where it's like, man, at your most vulnerable state in your life, most likely, like I can make a difference to make this experience a little bit more bearable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's so fulfilling, especially, you know, with that mindset, you know, I'm sure some people come into it with like thinking like, I'm just going to make big bucks. It's like, all right, well, you can be a nurse, make big bucks. That's cool. But I think it takes a special kind of person to what you're doing essentially, which is you have that mindset of, let me help you get through this because one, it's my job, but two, it's also like who I am and a part of, you know, my passion, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how's, how's that experience overall, just being able to have that experience? Cause not everyone can say they have that in their everyday daily job. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, being able to experience things like that on a daily one every week, it's truly a blessing Because like you said, not a lot of people, you know, get to feel that way or feel that way in general about their jobs, you know, and I, I just never take it for granted. Like, you know, this kid is here to get surgery, to live a normal life. And it's like, you know, you want to do whatever's best for them. And like being like a part of the team, it's really amazing. Even though I think like, cause since they're sedated, I feel like I, I'm like, they won't remember who I am. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure not, they do. It's just I bet they do. Like, that's the one thing I always think of. I'm like, do people remember me? <laughs> and there are some, there are some families who are freaking flyers and they mm-hmm. come in every every whatever months i mean and they remember yeah. me and i'm like what i was about to say like that's part of the experience too like you're not just working with patients you're working with their families essentially mm-hmm. so it's like that's just another part of your job that you didn't prepare for but that just happens to be <laughs> part of the care yeah Ta-da. no yeah and i mean it is crazy when you meet a family and for like the second time yeah. and you're like oh, hey, like, I remember you. And they're like, they're like, yeah, you were my nurse the first time. And you're kind of just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm making a good impression. Oh, yeah. Well, the fact that they, you know, they mentioned that. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that's it's a good sign. So it's definitely something nice. Yeah. And very rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are some moments that kind of continue to help drive you? Uh, maybe moments with a with a patient that you've had um or you know defining moments uh professionally really anything Mm-mm-mm. at work we deal with kids going through oncology treatments mm-hmm. with my i do ortho so the kids i get to interact with are kids who have like osteosarcoma and you know they go through a bunch of surgeries and chemo and there was this one girl that I had and she had gone like through two treatments of chemo finally became cancer free and then I was a part of getting her a new hip replacement mm-hmm. you know to me it's like when I <laughs> it's it's crazy to think this but I I see a case of what I'm gonna do and I'm like okay cool I could do it yeah like I know what we'll need for that case yeah but then like when you actually like meet a family and hear their story and you like see the meaning of behind of what you're doing it's like wow like I'm actually (laughs) I'm actually part of like this girl's big day and to me I think it's just like a task like in the moment but when you think of it you're like wow like this is what I'm doing and it's it's for all these kids. Yeah. And so I think small moments like that are like, they happen every day. And the thing is like, when you're at work, like you're on autopilot, like 
you know, people I'm are sure. rushing for time. Sure. Need to go. Yeah. And it's just like, you never really have time to like process your feelings at a shift until like you're at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just see small moments like that, like every now and then. And I'm just like, wow, like I'm part of something bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. So what are some takeaways that you've learned through work? and that you've kind of applied through your personal life. So that can be something as big as like a perspective on, you know, how to deal with an issue or trying to be, I don't know, Mm -hmm. less emotional in a a situation or whatnot. Like, I'm sure there's probably some downsides. Like, yeah, what are some things that you've carried over from work into your personal life that has been working for you? And then we can go into what hasn't been working for you. (laughs) Let's at work okay so I became this lead service coordinator at uh-huh. work and pretty much it is like being a middleman for the surgeons and for all the other healthcare healthcare team workers okay you know you get these requests from surgeons and the thing is I've learned <laughs> that it's really hard to make everyone happy. Mm. <laughs> and I am such a big people pleaser. And people have these expectations of me that I'm not able, I'm just not able to, to do what they want to do. Yeah, You're a human being, man, like everyone else. Everyone else. And so yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm like learning that I wasn't able to make everyone happy is, has made me like, you know what, like, I'm just going to do whatever I have control of. And I'm going to do with all 100% of myself. And, you know, it just always reminds me, like, it's never about any other person, but the patient at work. Yeah. And, like, with that lesson, I kind of, like, realized it's, like, the same way of, like, how you treat yourself. Like, Mm. you're not going to make other people like you. Like, you're not gonna not everyone's gonna like you and there's always gonna be someone better or whatever but what's most important is you and I've learned that throughout like as being a lead but also just taking into like you know how do I give myself time to like (laughs) just like do what I want to do or focus on what I want to focus on right you know do what you want to do and not care about what other people may think of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Just <laughs> focusing on yourself because, you know, there's a certain point where it's like, man, is this even worth it? Like, not even like just pleasing somebody, but it's like, you're literally just, what's it called? Like living the martyr life. Like, that's what I, that's mm. a little extreme, but it's like, are you always sacrificing your self-worth and your yeah. self-respect for somebody else or you know a group of people it's like man at a certain point like that's so draining to begin with and on top mm-hmm. of that it's like man when are you when are you going to realize like you're you're worth your own energy you know what i mean like to work yeah. on yourself especially so. preserving your energy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh i guess let's just go into it. what are some downfalls of maybe habits or whatever that you've taken from work and applied it to your personal life <gasps> Let's just have some fun with it, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I'm like, like what? (laughs) uh, I was about to say, if like you're able to like emotionally detach from things. I see. I think I'm, I feel like I'm getting better at that. Mm -hmm. But. Is that a common thing? I'm curious because I feel like just working in healthcare, you just have to have that thick skin. That's the thing. So (laughs) I feel like. I don't know like again I don't know if this is just me but sure yeah just I feel like when someone tells me like super sad news I I honestly don't even react to it like I think I am just so numb (laughs) to like you know always hearing bad news or you know and then uh, later on it will hit me of like you know whatever's going on in my personal life but it's like man, am I, am I broken? <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't I'm label it that. No, 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 no. I wouldn't but label it that. I, yeah, I think it's just the way of me 
processing my emotions that has like because of work and then when it happens in my real life it's like oh I feel like I should be sad but yeah I'm not yeah (laughs) and like I don't know I don't know how to describe it I mean first of all I mean (laughs) I appreciate you actually (laughs) feeling vulnerable to even say that because there's so many I'm sure a lot of people can that resonates with you know a lot of people and that's why I asked the question. Like, I'm sure there's a certain things because you deal with that. You deal with emotions daily if you really think about it. Yeah. You know, there's pain. There's like not very much joy. I feel like, and that's why mm-hmm. I guess social media. This is just a side tangent. Like, it sucks when social media is always like, yeah, like look at this happy moment. I get it at the same time, but it's like it's sad because there's so much pain also. In you know, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a pessimist here, but yeah, I think just like being around it you know it of course I empathize with people but I I put up this wall so it doesn't affect me like Mm. I'll feel I try to understand where they're coming from but then it's like you know I don't I also don't want to burden myself with Mm. it it's funny because you know when this is us was coming out yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah the show and like literally Everyone I talked to was like, I cry every episode. <laughs> and literally, I was like, I was like, all right, like, I want to watch this. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, I am not crying. <laughs> I was like, guys, I think there's something wrong with me. Come on. Like, Daddy oh Jack God. didn't make you cry, <laughs> I watched that for a little bit too, actually. Yeah, funny. Maybe um. I rewatch it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, I think it's interesting that you've actually caught on to that too. But I mean, no, I, I mean, this is just me speaking now. Like, I don't think you should take it as like, am I broken? Especially like, no, man. Like, that's just one of, that's why I'm saying like, that's one of the byproducts of, you know, having to work a stressful job per se. Yeah. I was like, man, I become numb. <laughs> <laughs> what are some, really inspiring moments that you've had interactions with patients at least that you kind of because i'm sure there's a couple that you really keep close like to your heart and like man this this is nice like this this is one of those moments that it's kind of like your why part of your why i like to think because you know there are little moments in life sure but in this case in the job where it's like i don't know why that happened but wow i made a bigger difference than i thought sometimes you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. what are some moments that you've had the had the blessing of experiencing, I guess we can say. Uh, so I guess one of the big ones was for kids getting casts in mm. the OR. Yeah. One of my coworkers started to make like cute little cast art oh, to nice. be able to put on their cast yeah. at their surgery and it took me forever to do like one image because <laughs> you would make it out of like coban so yeah, it could yeah. like stick on the yeah. calf. So what'd you make? It took me forever. Oh, I made Captain America. Oh, okay. And a Seahawks. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> like that's all I could do. And like a heart or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, even just little things like that, you know, the kids love them. Yeah. And I think it just kind of like boosts them because they're stuck with this cast right, and they're right. upset. So like I always try to like figure out what they like before they're bringing them back or if they're watching like a show, like yeah. I'll try to like see if I can make something close to <laughs> it. <laughs> but um, and so a bunch of like my other coworkers, we just started like making a whole book and um, of just like little cast art that we put on them. It's like something cute. Yeah. It's a way to tailor it to, or it's like clearly don't have to do that as, you know, as a department, but I think it's really cool to have that kind of culture too, especially, you know, I'm sure you have great coworkers that, you know, have very positive and similar outlooks on how to treat a patient like but also make them feel special because you know the little time that you have with a patient sometimes it's like you want to make a positive impact and even if it's a small gesture like that that's that can be huge for a kid yeah and even like 
for surgery will like cut some of their hair, shave off some of their hair. And sometimes it's like their first haircut. So Uh we'll like save their hair Uh for family. Yeah. Like if they want it. But it's just something nice. Yeah. They appreciate. So things like that. (laughs) No, I I like it. Uh, So let's shift gears a little bit. So in terms of mentors and role models, um, I mean, you mentioned your mom and my sister, which is funny to me. Uh, Not in a disrespectful way. I know you're listening to this. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. So who are some people just overall in your journey so far that have inspired you to continue to be the best version of yourself, you know, as a person, as well as uh, professionally? Um, I honestly would say it would be... Some of the nurses that I worked with at my first job, Mm -hmm. I had this mentor and he was a Filipino guy, Mm -hmm. a Tito. I called him Tito because he was an older nurse. Okay. And he was my preceptor. And man, I remember him telling me like, it's like the only way that you will learn is by drowning. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Wait, I have like, to drown here? What? <laughs> maybe he was just like old school Filipino yeah, or yeah. what? Or maybe he didn't want to precept me. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like I, it was like learning in the fire. But of course he was there to like help me if I needed anything. Right, right. But you know, he wasn't going to be there to hold my hand. He wasn't going to be there to tell me the answer to everything. And so that I appreciated a lot because it was kind of like tough love, you know, very tough love, but it only made me like such like a stronger nurse from it. And it made me, you know, not have to rely on someone else to do my job, but also be confident enough to know what I'm doing and also know when I need help. Like Mm. that was a big thing, knowing when you need help. (laughs) So Tito Nurse was one of them. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Would you say that's the best piece of advice that you've received from a mentor? Or is there maybe, it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily remember who, but what's another um, piece of advice that you really take to heart? I was in my training to be in the OR. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, some people are not nice and... <laughs> I remember this, my instructor, she was just like, oh, well, I don't think this place is for you and was just very discouraging. And I just started crying. First of all, how ironic that like you already made it and then it's like you hear that thing again. You know what I mean? How crazy. Yeah. And my, it was like my second day of like shadowing and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right, right. (laughs) I'm like the way that I learn is like, I just like to watch and see and then do one. Yeah. For her, it was like, oh, you're not jumping in there to do stuff. Right. So that means you're not interested. Yeah. Which is, yeah. It's like, just like in her head, it's one way. And it's like, if not, it's like, you don't belong like working around yeah. me, especially. It's like, fuck off. What's your problem? So literally, yeah. she said that to me and I was like, oh my God. And so. I like went to the locker room when I cried mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one nurse, she, she was super nice. She came up to me and she was like, she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And then I told her the whole story. And then she literally was like, she was like, you know what? Like this job is hard, but if you're going to cry, don't let anyone see you cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, damn (laughs) like she's like you need to be you need to be tough and people need to take you seriously and if they see you acting like that then it's just the way the OR is (laughs) no yeah that's respectable too though but it's it's just crazy how like that does make a big difference and I'm sure you know not to say that like and I'm sure she didn't mean it in the sense that like you know don't cry at all but it's like that just seems to be the culture around there which is it's a rough Mm -hmm. but at the same time like Look how much good you guys are able to do. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the end of the no, day. That was probably like, wow, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta just cry a little and keep your head up and just like keep going. <laughs> yeah. Man, that applies to so much in life too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. 
So this, I call them hard hitters because it's kind of like recapping your life. Um, you can answer it with a with a hat of of a or or nurse or just whatever as a person. I'll I'll let you decide. So what's one life event that you're most thankful for? Hmm. Honestly, for talking recently, <laughs> yeah, or anything. Honestly, it is me and Jordan getting married. Yeah. <laughs> Last. Yeah, that's a big life event for sure. So again, congrats. Thank you. I know. I mean, it was just just really hard because it's like we wanted to get married, but yeah. it wasn't going to be the way we wanted it. Yeah. But, you know, we ended up having the most intimate thing ever and something we would cherish like in our hearts forever. And it was just for crazy because sure. we, we wouldn't have ever thought we wanted something like that. Yeah. But it was just super nice to just have, you know, close family and friends there. Yeah, for sure. And actually not worry about other people the whole time because <laughs> I knew that we would be like that. Yeah. What's one aspect in your life that you think needs improvement or, you know, just a little bit more, a little bit more care? That I do know. For me, I like to literally try to do everything at once. Uh, <laughs> like I'll have different projects I want to work on or, you know, I set a goal for myself this day, but then I like end up getting very overwhelmed that I have all these things I want to do and I'll start on one thing and then I'll do something else <laughs> and work on another goal yeah. and really not productive. <laughs> It's like you're so productive that it's like you're you're moving too fast and then yeah. you're, you're cutting corners. Yikes. So it's like it's like I'll like do schoolwork and yeah. I feel like I'm pushing it because I want to do something else. No, that's I'm fair. Just, Fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I just need to like sit and focus on one thing. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what are three things that you enjoy doing outside of work and just just like in just enjoy in general? Outside of work, okay. Love eating out. Hey, what's what's the favorite spot? Give it a shout out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thai recipe on oh. MLK. Okay. It looks sketch by the auto shop, but it's been there forever and it's hella good. <laughs> Yo, hole in the wall places are definitely the place to be. I'm I'm with you on that one. I, I've never eaten there, but I'm just saying hole in the wall places like that. So good. It's a mom and pop place, though. Yes, and um, they give you like huge portions. <laughs> Ooh, but I'm it's good. I'm okay. Got it. Got it. And then hiking, planning camping trips, or whatever. It's the outdoor life, Pacific wow. Northwest life. <laughs> All right. For real. <laughs> I know, and it's uh, it's been like I like I was like, oh, I should just look at campsites this week. Yeah. And, I was like, wow, everyone's a camper now. Like <laughs> in quarantine, everybody's a knitter, whatever. Like every introvert, like fucking I swear to God, man. I'm okay, tired of like, these yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I was about to ramble. Shit. For me to get a table to do like my cricket stuff. Yeah, I yeah. have a table. Okay. There was no IKEA tables. That's and so then sad. I found I found someone reselling tables on Facebook Market oh, and I was shit. like, this bitch. <laughs> and then I went to IKEA and this lady had like twelve table legs in oh, her car. God. And I was like, Oh my gosh. She's, she's a table cool. flipper for sure. Oh, and I was like, Everybody, everybody is on this game yeah. and I'm late. <laughs> it's the flippers, man. The price flippers. With the flippers. <laughs> okay, but camping, hiking, camping, doing okay. stuff with my dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and one more. Oh, just trying to spend time with my friends and fam. It's so. It feels so hard to like set yeah. aside time for that. I feel like, yeah. especially nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's just you have to be strategic. Especially, it's just so yeah. Hard. So yeah. What advice would you give to someone who hasn't fully pursued their passion, goal, or just potential in life? Mm, my advice would be: <laughs> I feel like the biggest one is honestly do whatever makes you happy. Even if it makes you uncomfortable or 
you know, puts you in a spot where you think you can't do it, I'd say, you know, keep working hard, you know, stay humble. And that's a big one. (laughs) For real, work hard, stay humble. And, you know, if you're going to do what makes you happy, then honestly, you're set. (laughs) Easy to say, hard to do. But I swear. Hey, thanks for listening. Just really quick, don't forget to share this podcast with anyone who you think would really enjoy the lessons and messages in each individual interview. Also, don't forget to follow me at hint of underscore lemon on Twitter and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bye, bye.